Not full from the Tim and Jess podcast this week? Well, don't worry. We save some leftovers for you from the radio show that didn't make the podcast. This is Leftover Breakfast with Tim and Jess. Yeah, joining our little special thing we do mm-hmm. uh, because... You know, who doesn't like a bit of leftovers? Just a little bit of extra. Uh, we had yeah. a, a, some comments on our Tim and Jess Group Therapy Facebook page. You can join at any time, by the way. Please do it. It's uh, Tim and Jess Group Therapy on Facebook. It doesn't mm. take... It's like, it, all you have to do is say that I'm the best, and then you can get let in. So, Don't say Jess or Matt. <laughs> Someone uh, messaged us and said, uh, are your podcasts like every bit of your show? And we said, oh, look, if we did every bit, it would be very long. And boring. And um, bad. And they were like, oh, but I feel like I'm missing out. This is why the yeah. Leftover Breakfast podcast has been created. Before we get into the podcast, because it is stuff that just didn't make the weekly podcasts, mm-hmm. we like to have a question about food or left literal leftover breakfast. What is the longest you'll leave leftovers before you eat them for breakfast? Like, say, if you made something on Thursday night, uh-huh. you have leftovers for it, are you eating it Sunday morning? Yeah, I think four days max. By Monday, it's gone bad. Uh-huh. I'm not touching it anymore. Tuesday for me. Really? Tea to tea. Thursday to Tuesday. So you've got like an iron stomach like my boyfriend. My boyfriend Akshay can do, like he can eat whatever and he still doesn't feel sick. If I Even three days in, I'm like, oh, a bit sketchy. We do have a, well, I have a meat rule on, mm. um, like normally I like to stick to two meats per meal. Yeah. Like two different types of meats. I've seen your boyfriend hit five. Yeah. I didn't even know there were five meats. You went multiple meats that time we went to that all you can eat Japanese restaurant. Didn't, How'd you go? I didn't feel good. Really? But I didn't feel bad. <laughs> Because I only had, I only doubled. I went to four. Oh, okay. But I'm not going to five. I'm not an animal, like your boyfriend. <laughs> but sit back and relax and enjoy the leftover breakfast podcast. This is leftover breakfast with Tim and Jess. The Yarra River. It's it's not like the Murray. You don't want to be jumping into it. No, it's the river in Melbourne that goes through Docklands all the way up through the city, like alongside Crown and Fed Square and all that. It's, yeah, it's filthy. It's if, if if you've ever been to Melbourne, you're like, wow, what a beautiful <laughs> city. And then you look at the river and you go, what. Happened here. Now, as a child, when we used to do school field trips uh-huh. and excursions into the city, yeah. I don't know why, but I convinced myself that the aquarium, which is on the Yarra River, can like the fish could leave. D- why did you assume uh, that? Because it's on the river. So well, I was like, oh, yeah, there'll just be like a little door under Your school didn't do a good job, did they? Because well, <laughs> we grew up in the country. It was yeah. like, in and out. You saw the shark. Let's go. <laughs> it's not like, oh, we're here the whole day. It's 20 minutes back home. I thought we could play um, a fun little game mm-hmm. because uh, they've started to dredge the Yarra River this week. Um, they, <laughs> they have like a, lot, a bunch of traps along the river yeah. uh, that catch a lot of the stuff that people have thrown in illegally. The, yeah, standard rubbish as well. You mostly. Yeah, Uh, so I thought we could uh, play a little game of what did they dredge up from the Yarra River? Oh, this is fun. (laughs) Now, I already know an answer, Uh so can I I give you a shitload of bikes? (laughs) Yes, ding, ding, ding. Sorry for swearing, but there's no, that's the only unit of measurement there I know. It was like an e-bike trial a few years ago, and all these O-bikes ended up in the Yarra River. People were just hurling them in there. What is happening down in Melbourne that they're just throwing these really expensive bikes in there? if you can afford to live in Melbourne, you're so rich that you can just dispose <laughs> just of a bike, eh? So many bikes. All right, what are some other things um, that they have dredged up from the Yarra uh, River this week? Shopping trolleys. Correct, yes. A lot of shopping trolleys. Like, are we talking the full full depth baskets or like the little half ones for like a two person combination? Family? Oh, both. Good. Yeah. Good. All right. Um, scooters? Uh, no, I'm not sure if uh, there were any scooters. Not that I've seen in this. Furniture. 
Yeah, plastic chairs was a big one. I guess a lot of people, their plastic mm. chairs break and they just hurl them in the Yarra River. Street signs. Uh, no, but close. What else have they got on the street, Tim? Dead bodies. <laughs> on the street. Plastic cones. Traffic cones was a big, a bunch of traffic cones. People are describing the Yarra River as a dirty Atlantis <laughs> because there's so much stuff down there. One of the weirdest things that uh, I saw was either a giant javelin pole or a giant blowgun. I can't really make out what it is. It's just a huge pole of some sort. Could it just be a pole? Like, does it have to be, like, the, ja- the Commonwealth Games javelinist? <laughs> Like, just threw it just so did, far. Didn't make it across the yeah, river. Flew it and he went, oh, no, I'm not ready for the go. One of the saddest things that they found a lot of was polystyrene. Just a lot of polystyrene in the Yarra River, it turns out. So this is the problem. Okay, can I have a bit of a rant? Here we go. Here's the thing that I see that gives me the gurks. My irks have been gurked, right? Yeah. So, like, when you get, like, say, you buy a television or you buy, like, some furniture and you know how it's got the polystyrene packing stuff mm-hmm. that, like, all right, it fits perfectly in there. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. People just think that can go in the recycling. It cannot. It Where cannot. are you supposed to put it? Put it in the bin or you go to the recycling plant and there's a specific section ah, for polystyrene. I always put that in the recycling. Oh, my God. I had no idea. We're friends. I thought. I thought it was recyclable. Thank you for slowing that word down. That's a hard one to say on the fly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm disappointed in you. And yeah. I'm disappointed in Melbourne. I'm disappointed. Yeah. I, you could have finished this on a high. Could you have finished this in never happiness. find a shopping trolley in the Murray. You just wouldn't. Well, I wouldn't say that out loud. You just <laughs> never know. Tim and Jess's leftover breakfast. Got our producer, Matt, in the studio for specific praise. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's not often we do this, especially with Matt. Yeah. Some would say never, <laughs> so I'm suspicious immediately. And I thought this was a good uh, learning moment for everyone listening to celebrate those in your life who go above and beyond. Right. And our producer, Matt, loves say- staying at the level. Like, that's just the level yeah. of what's Why expected. Why try when I cannot? <laughs> this <Yeah>. is hurtful. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, let's be honest. Like, Matt is very much fine just getting by. Yep. Not underperforming, is, never overperforming. This is what it sounds like when Tim praises me, if yeah. anyone's wondering. <laughs> um, and uh, if you're listening right now and you have someone like producer Matt in your life, let them know that you're proud of them. Now, right. Jess, Matt and I went out for lunch on Saturday to a pub out yeah. town. You managed to get him outside yeah. of the house well, on a weekend. Well, I did, wow. I had to pick him up. I, yeah. to, I had to drag him into my car, but I got him there. I got him out to the pub. And um, there was a food challenge Stop on it. the board. Now, Matt, what was the food challenge that you decided eventually that you were going to participate in? Talk uh, through the parameters. So it was like a double palmy. Okay. Uh, so you had two chicken parmigianas. Uh, with bacon and cheese and all the good stuff on it. Yeah. Uh, big pile of chips and a big pile of salad. Like how much? How much chip? Like kilo chips? Mate, it was oh, a lot. Not a kilo of chips, no. but it was probably like four to five hundred. It came grams. out on a like a double sized cutting board. Did it uh, include a drink in the challenge? No, oh, no, but I included okay. my own. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it included many of your own. <laughs> and was there a time limit? Yeah, one hour. You had to have it done in. Oh, mate, that's easy. Easy done, producer Matt. Well, I wasn't sure. I was still. Oh, See. Now, and but were you feeling hungry? Like you were I like, I had breakfast. Yeah, it was accidental. Okay. It was just so, like, you oh, know. good and, odds on this one. Then, and I decided to take uh, the role of coach. For yeah, the city. and I may have yeah. started excluding everyone else that was at lunch because I was like, no, this is what we're doing right now. You guys look after your kids. You guys go and do what you need to do. I'm here Speaking with my like athlete, a true non-parent. <laughs> yeah, I'm here with my child who is going to succeed. And in under forty minutes. This man 
completed the chicken parmigiana challenge. Yeah. I'm so impressed. Mate, I, I, we were flying blind, no clock, for a long time there. I started, I got to a point where I was clicking at the kitchen going, can we get time updates, please? Wow. It was a 17-year-old girl, so I felt like I was like, within my The room. manager's come around and he's like, I'm going to be financially ruined by this. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've been playing you guys this sound effect a lot over this weekend. I saw it on Instagram Reels, but it sums up my feelings towards Matt. He's my best friend. He's my pal. He's my homeboy, my rotten soldier. He's my sweet cheese, my good time boy. My good time boy indeed, I have honestly never seen you look at me like you looked at me that day. Tell me you got a shirt that said, I tackled the chicken parmigiana challenge. So what is more, Producer Matt, than forgetting to collect his prize at the end of the event? Stop it, no! I'm going to go up and ask for something. Yeah! (laughs) Ordering's tough enough. A bit of uh, of merch, yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) If just... Can we can we name and shame the pub like so they can the send the Gerogery Hotel? Dr- come on, don't dodge I didn't, the Gerog. I didn't dodge Dyslexic Gregs, and I <laughs> enjoyed it very much. Um, and send through the merch, the, um, jo- D- Gerog. The girl, the girl came over to congratulate him, and um, she was like, "Oh, can we just get your name for uh, social <laughs> media?" And they put wait, him wait, on the wall. Wait, yeah, he's on the wall. But this is how he said, "Oh, yeah, it's Matt with two T's." <laughs> <laughs> Look, listen, I was about to say Matthew, and I always have to specify two T's Matthew. in that. Tim with one M, <laughs> Jess with one J. You were supposed to be praising me in this break. I'm actually Jess with two S's, so. <laughs> the Leftover Breakfast Podcast with Tim and Jess. Apparently, we've all been using fans the wrong way. Now, before you get into this, I really feel like this is a place for our producer, Matthew, uh, Juicy oh, Matt, to get in on. As someone who has a fan on 24-7, like 365. He's the fan man, and we, we appreciate your <laughs> insights on this, so you find to be in? Absolutely. Yeah, so in the UK, they've had this huge heat wave recently, right? Mate, it's all that you see online about what's going on in the UK at the moment. Like, they're playing like the Premier League, which is their top soccer division mm-hmm. or football division. They There was a news article, they were like, players brave it out in 28 degree weather. <laughs> so brave. Just, but I understand if you've ever been there, it actually is weird. 28 degrees feels like about 35. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's just the case. Because their top temperature is usually 16. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this woman has gone viral on TikTok, of course, um, saying that there's a hack for her fan that she has discovered and she can't believe she's been using her fan the wrong way. Okay. So traditionally you would what set up a fan. If you're really hot, you set up a fan. Like a standing fan are we yep, talking about? To like blow at you. Matt, right? how many fans do you have in your bedroom? Just the one? Just the one. Okay. Yeah. And it's a stando? Yes, yeah, okay. it's up on uh, up on top of my bench. This woman is saying you shouldn't be directing it at yourself. What you should be doing with the fan is using it to push hot air in or out of the room. So during the day, you face the fan towards the window and it blows the hot air out of the room like a suck, suction feature. And then on, on the opposite, at night, turn it back around the other way and it will pull the cool air from the outside, the window, into your bedroom. Is this how you use your fan, producer? It, uh, to an extent, yeah. It's one of those things that I've always tried to put it near windows because that's, um, but I've never, like on a night, if it's hot, I'm not blowing it out the window. Yeah. It is yeah. inside me as far as I can get that fan because it's, you don't want to, like, I appreciate the concept, but you know, when you're living in Queensland and stuff. She it's, said it's the it's coolest she's the ever been. You know what? I reckon I might have caveman that this year. Yeah. Just, it was so hot and I had COVID ooh, and ooh. yeah, like literally hot, uh, no fan away. Like literally, <laughs> I'd, I'd just, I'd, we normally have it in one corner of the room in the summer and I put it in the other because I was like, I want it to blow it away, suck it in. Like literally, yeah. but without thinking of it like, oh, here's a clever hack. I was like, 
brain ergo way, cold come to me. That's how my brain did it when I had COVID and the 40 yeah. degree week. And I was, and now that's how I've been doing it. But I haven't used the fan since like March. I mean, summer is coming. <laughs> We're still in the middle of winter, but summer is coming. So it's like that thing that like this hack that everyone was talking about at the start of this year, like, oh, like ceiling fans. Like, did you know you had the on... summer and winter yeah. mode? If you didn't know that. Okay. Well, I learned that this morning. For this real? Year. This yeah. morning? <laughs> <laughs> really? It's yeah. like, oh, I, I guess got, you are I got Akshay to check it for me because I was like, yeah. I have a switch? What? And he was like, yeah. yeah, can't you see it? And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> That's probably true. Because winter, winter it spins so it sucks the air upright. Yeah. And then summer it, go, it pushes it downwards. Yeah. yeah. So essentially yeah. it's what the ceiling fan's doing yeah. for, for your window. Wild. So there you go. We've all been using our fans wrong. Final thoughts? Yeah. Wild. (laughs) This is Leftover Breakfast with Tim and Jess. A common theme on this show is I like to talk about Tasmanian tigers, thylacines. I've spoken in the past about how I've actually seen one in real life, Jess. Even though they're extinct. Yes, but it's commonly believed that they are extinct. So hypothetically, for the sake of this conversation, let's pretend they're extinct. (laughs) The Tasmanian tigers died in the 50s or whenever it was. Yes. Uh, there is a group of people that are trying to use stem cell research, et cetera, all the science to bring Tasmanian tigers back to life. The exciting thing is they think that they can get it done in 10 years. What, why did they go extinct in the first place? Like, um, were they was, introduced to the ecosystem or were they here? They were here, I believe, because they're a native uh, right. Australian mammal, um, like a marsupial, I believe. Yeah. Were they hunted? Is that why they yeah, went so extinct? They were, they were hunted. They were held in captivity for their pelts. Right. Like that was why they were Okay, yeah, yeah, So it wasn't a good time to be a No, so it's a good thing the... to bring them back. It's Absolutely. not like, oh, they were a danger to us, so we got rid of oh, them. Like I imagine like many other, like, I'm not saying you pick them up and cuddle it. Sure. It's like how a wombat can really get angsty with you if you... Can they? Oh, mate, they can break your ankle if they run you. Wow. They're like a little weight on yeah. wheels, essentially. <laughs> but uh, they think within 10 years, that's a target for the thylacine to be alive again. And obviously starting small, but that would be an incredible day for science. I got very excited because there are one select part of this group Mm -hmm. that I cannot believe are getting so far behind it. So Melbourne University has a project going on to to revive the Tassie Tiger, which is also being funded by Colossal. Three big investors of Colossal, who we spoke about a few weeks ago, that are trying to bring the woolly mammoth back to life. Yeah. That's the same company. Ah. Are the Hemsworth brothers. (laughs) And how's this for reading? Chris Hemsworth and his brothers Luke and Liam. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah. Iron, Iron Man and the rest. Like, well, bit, Thor and the others. <laughs> but yeah, so Chris, Luke, and Liam are behind Colossal, investing a lot of money because they want to back the de extinction project, which could help half the expected 10 year target to five years for wow. Um They've invested in Colossal for the last reason. Um, and Chris Hemsworth. Jeez, he's an educated man. Like, you know how some celebrities, like, you know, I just, like, it's so wrong that they're gone. Like, we need to bring them back. Yeah. This quote from him, our family remains dedicated to supporting uh, conservationalist efforts around the world, protecting Australia's biodiversity is high priority. The Tassie Tigers extinction had a devastating effect on the ecosystem. We're thrilled to support a revolutionary conservation efforts that are being made by Dr. Pass and the entire Colossal team. You know what? I'm just so glad the Thor money's gone to good use. Yeah, he's not just like, you know, buying Lambos in Byron Bat. Well, he is, but he's also using some other money for sciences. So it's really exciting. And honestly, I know... We've talked about bringing things back to life mm. in the past and the Jurassic Park theory of don't do it. There's six movies saying don't do it, but do it. But these are kind of like just like cute dogs, right? 
<laughs> They're definitely dogish. Yeah. They are more aggressive than more aggressive than a dash hound. Uh-huh. Less terrifying than a Rottweiler. Sure. Or an American bulldog. I Actually, the... dash hounds are assholes. Yeah, Sorry, they just, really they are. Like they're, they're just small. Yeah. And so, and cute and floppy ears and their <laughs> abdomen's long. But the thylacine could be alive within five years. Thanks, Hemsworth brothers. Yeah, Sam Neill's going to be standing at the top, top of a Jeep <laughs> in the Tasmanian uh, deep rainforest going, I can't believe what I've seen. He's not English in the movie, but it'll honestly overwhelm him that it'll change his entire personality. Mm, I'm full. Catch the regular Tim and Jess podcast Monday to Friday on the Listener app.